Jeff Risden, Eric Zane, and let's bring in the big man right now, ladies and gentlemen, Lomas Brown. Lomas, welcome back to the Huge Show. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate all the love, and yes, I do. I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Did you, when, when in your career, how, how far into your career, I mean, we're, we're going back when you were drafted in 1985. At what point did you think, I think I'm going to spend the rest, um, when I uh, retire from the NFL, spend my time in Detroit? Yeah, you know, it was really 1987. That's when I decided to make Detroit full-time, got drafted in 85. I was like, after two years, I was running back to Florida. As soon as the season ended, I was going back. I decided in 87, let me see how it is to stay up here during the winter. And as they say, the rest is history, man. I love the state of Michigan, love the people here, love what you could do here. It's just it's just a wonderful place to be. So I am a Michigan now. Um, what about the winters, though? You were from Miami. I mean, uh, how did you have you because some people, they they uh, they do snowmobiling, they do ice fishing, they do all that <laughs> stuff in Michigan. Do you do any of that? No, the big fella doesn't do any of that. Hey, if anything, I'm coasting marshmallows by the fireplace. That's what I do. That's how I spend my winters. But look, I'm getting a lot of resistance for my wife because she's from Pontiac and she's had enough with the winter. So she's ready to go. So she's ready to go. So so the other day at practice, I see you and you're decked out in Florida Gators gear. So is there some draw for her to go back to Florida with you? You know, I couldn't let her see me in that Florida Gator gear because that would have gave her more ammunition to oh, get yeah. me down there. So, you know, I have to hide the Florida gear and put it on when I'm not around the wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, you know, and uh, sometimes that's how you do it. You got you to gotta sneak around a little bit, but before you know it, maybe you will be back there, but we just love you here in Michigan. Um, okay, Lomas, here we go. Uh, final game of the uh, of the preseason. And uh, you have players fighting for their lives. Um, You've seen this time and again, players who have an opportunity to do something great and then maintain their life in the NFL. Can you maybe kind of encapsulate what you think some of these uh, young men are going through? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got to be a a lot of nervous tension. I mean, if you think about it, like, this is your last, basically, opportunity. If you're on the bubble, to show the coaches what you have, what you can do. And not just these coaches, not just this organization. You're looking at 31 other coaches and coaching staffs and organizations that are looking at that film. So you always want to put your best foot forward. Um, So I know these guys have to be nervous, but they should be anticipating it um, and be excited about the opportunity to get out there on a professional field and show the people what they have. So I know it's a lot of nervousness in there, but it's, it's also the opportunity for you to be on one of these rosters and, like you say, set your family um, for life. So at, when you were drafted in the first round, um, is it safe to say you didn't have to worry about any of that because you came in right away and make a mark, made a mark with the team? But was there any point in your career when you were like, oh, boy, I, this is really important that I play well in this preseason game? Well, to be honest with you, when I came in, it's, I mean, I don't care who you are. I'm a successful player in college. 
when you get to the NFL, it's a whole total different animal. So my thing was being drafted so high, man, am I good enough? You know, am I worthy of being drafted number six? You know, am I going to live up to all the expectations that, that, that this organization has, you know, put their trust in me to do? Those were things that were going through my mind. And, of course, trying to learn the game, the NFL game, because it is a, a learning curve to that. But those were the things that I was more worried about um, than I think a lot of other things. So, yeah, it was just being there and, just, and also being there for your teammates. You know, I I hear you say that, and I just interviewed Herman Moore, your former teammate, not too long ago, and he said the exact same thing um, as a first round pick going into Detroit. Like, I worried that I'm good enough. Um, that that's 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 a very humble place, and I, I know you and, and Herman get along very well and, and reminisce about these things. <laughs> I want to ask yeah. you about the guy that's got your job now, Taylor Decker. He's we're probably not going to see him tonight. I, I don't expect many, if any, of the starters to play, but just just. Tell the fans just how how incredible he's become because I think I think he got off into a, a, a slow start with the Lions fans maybe because because from Ohio State maybe it's because he didn't have a great start to his career he's really good now isn't he Oh my God look I call him my firstborn you know I look at the <laughs> offensive linemen like my kids and Taylor is my firstborn because he was the first one here in this great offensive line that we have here. And you're absolutely right, man. It's almost like being a proud dad, watching your kid grow and seeing how good he can become at sports. And just watching Taylor throughout the years, how he's just developed into one of the best linemen, I think, in the league. Again, he doesn't get the, the recognition that I think he deserves because, you know, of course, you got Panace Sewell over there who's a great player in himself. But, you know, again, with the success that the Lions had over his first few years, it wasn't there. So, you know, of course, the media is not going to pay much attention to you. But this guy, all he's been has been a pro. He's been uh, reliable. He's been a very good player for us. And the, the one thing you could say about him um, that to me is the greatest compliment, he got the Panay Sewell still at right tackle. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. That's right. How high of a level Taylor is playing at because Panay is a great left tackle too. But Taylor's doing such a great job over there. They don't need Panay to go over there. They can leave him over at the right side. So I could I, I say that's probably one of the greatest compliments you could play a guy like Taylor Decker. He's great, man. I love the kid. Uh, Lomas, we were watching, we are just talking about um, how the Lions staff does a great job of, of um, giving some perspective as to what it's like in the broadcast booth during the year, during big plays. They'll have a clip of you guys doing what you do, and I love those. And there's a gentleman who's to the left of Dan writing his writing uh, notes on sticky notes and, and giving them to Dan. That's the spotter, right? Yeah, well, no, that's the statistician. That's okay. That's brother. Yeah, okay. he's the statistician guru right there. Yes, sir. I, I love that guy. Can you tell him that Eric Zane thinks he's the greatest? He's a rock star. I, 
Hey, I sure will. Oh. Look, hey, I, I don't want to get his head too big because, like <laughs> you say, ever since they've been recording us up in the booth, he's been getting fan mail. Oh, I believe it. Autograph requests. Yeah. Yeah, man. that is. You know how, like, um, uh, well, we live in a day and an age where, I mean, that's a perspective that no one's ever seen before. And that, I think that's so cool that they did that. Because you're there. I mean, you look like you're getting ready to jump out of the booth whenever there's a big play. And Dan's st- trying to keep himself composed, but he's, he's his arms are moving like he's a preacher. And that guy's just passing the notes. It's just so cool. I love it. Yeah. And, man, it's funny you say that because I tell everybody, I say, Dan Miller makes a field goal sound exciting. <laughs> off him. Oh, my God, they just kicked the field goal. You being there like, yeah, field goal. I mean, the dude is awesome, man, and I, I'm so lucky, man, because they, he makes my job so easy. Wow, <laughs> that is uh, that is sweet. So, um, what in addition to the game being tonight, what can fans look for that uh, might stand out to make uh, whatever they're listening to more interesting or, or seeing more interesting? What uh, what is on the docket for this game that's important? Yeah, I think I think one, um, still, if, you know, if Teddy's going to play, still trying to get Teddy Bridgewater comfortable. You know, he hadn't been here long, so still trying to get him um, comfortable with the offense, comfortable with the players there. Um, I think the biggest thing that we need to find is depth. I think that's the biggest thing, especially for me on our offensive line. We need to know who's going to be our sixth, seventh, and eighth lineman um, on the offensive line. We need to know after Mara and after Khalil, uh, who is the other receivers going to step up? Will our rookie tight end Sam Laporta, is he going to be an impact player for us this year? What about the rookies on the defensive side of the ball? Jack Campbell. You know, how's um, Rodrigo going to be in his second year? You know, and then the additions that we made in the in the secondary with C.J. Gardner, Brian Branch, you know, some of the new guys that we got back there. So I, I think what they, what they need to look at is some of these guys that don't have a big name that's trying to get a name and trying to make this position. But also, I think we need to try to look at the depth on this team because we all know injuries are part of the football game. So you mentioned that, that we got to test the depth, and we're going to see a lot of the depth tonight. We're not going to see the starters. The Carolina Panthers are playing their starters. We're going to see Bryce Young out there, and they're starting offense. The fans are sort of divided on playing starters versus not playing the starters. Where do you come down on that? As somebody who played in preseason games, how much did it help you get ready? And is it something that, like, the joint practices that we had with the Jaguars and the Giants, can that adequately replace it, in your opinion? Yeah, I, I don't know if it can adequately uh, replace it. We did joint practices back when I was in the league, and I always felt that the preseason game, because you're seeing something different, but you also seeing guys at 100%. You know, a lot of times in practice, you may get a guy 80 90%. You know, and sometimes you'll get the guy going 100%, but most of the time it's the 80 90% range that you're going. In the game, it's full speed. I mean, this is game action. Plus, you got the people in the stands. You got the bright lights. You know, you got game situations. Yeah, you try to emulate that uh, on your own, but you just really can't. So, to me, it's something about 
playing in the games, getting that experience, working the bugs out. Because believe me, it's good. it'd be a lot of bugs to try to get worked out during the NFL season. To me, that's what it's all about. So it's hard. I, I've said it myself. I don't know how these guys get ready for a season not hit. I, I don't think I could have did it. But this is a new age of the NFL, and this was what all teams are doing. Lomas Brown, you're going to get a chance to say hi to Deuce Staley, who's an absolute classic yes, uh, over there. How about that yes, guy? Sir. Man, love Deuce, man. He was one of the first coaches um, that came up to me when Coach Campbell and them came here. Man, just his energy. Yeah. That's what I really used to love about Deuce. It's 24-7 with Deuce, and it's real. You know what I'm saying? Some coaches could be hyping you up, and it'd be all hyperbole. But with Deuce, you know it's coming from from his heart, and you know it's coming from a real position, and you can respect that. So I do think it was a big loss. Love Scotty Montgomery. I think he brings a little something different than Deuce brought, but I did think that was a big loss for our coaching staff, losing Deuce. But, hey, man, he went on to be an assistant head coach there, yeah. too. So, well, and he's yeah. doing it for the right reason because his mother, his, it's his mother's, uh, uh, is he wanted to be close to his mother. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. See, that that point right there, you see how important family is? That's how important family is in making decisions uh, for these players, where you want to go play at. You know, do you want to move your kids into this school district? You know, take them out, take them away from their friends. It's so many other things that surrounds the game of football that players have to deal with besides what they deal with on the field. Well, Lomas, uh, you you hit it out of the park again. Uh, we we just we just love talking to you. You have a have a great broadcast in uh, in two weeks, less than two weeks at Kansas City. Let's get a Lions win. Can you imagine how great that would be? Detroit would be just so uh, the whole state would be losing their mind. If they win that game, so that's what we're hoping for, yeah. Lomas. Again, again, you used to make the Kool Aid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like it. I like all right, buddy. It. Thank you, Lomas. Okay, y'all take care. Yes, sir. Thanks, you Lomas. Too. Have a good call tonight. All right. Thank you. <laughs> all right, buddy.